Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring how we become our very best in the world by being kind to ourselves. I'm Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported and caffeinated by Captain and Stoker Coffee Roasters, located at 398 East Franklin Street in Monterey, California. And if you're not local, you can hop on captainandstoker.com and order up a bag, brew up a cup today. So why don't you love on them a little bit? They're great supporters of Self-Kindness with Pete. Grab a great cup of coffee. Thanks, Captain and Stoker. Self-Kindness with Pete is supported by Union Yoga Monterey at unionyoga-monterey.com. So I'm loving it. Thanks for your support for Self-Kindness with Pete. Hello and welcome to Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley. I'm thrilled to be talking to you because, you know, I could be in any kind of mood, but when I sit down and I get to think that there is another person out there in the world who wants to explore self-kindness, like, I am... I'm like literally moved to tears that we live in a time where we are waking up to the benefit, the gift, the courage that it takes to be kind to ourselves. You know, even on this podcast, we've talked with people who have had friends with people who are so generous in the world. I remember early on a conversation I had with my dear friend, Mark Shalstone, and talking about his buddy, who was the kindest man that he had ever met, who ended up taking his own life. And, you know, kindness is such a gift. It's so powerful when we give it to others. And... I believe that 2020, it's going to be like this marker where before 2020, the old way was kindness outward to the world. 2020 or 2021, got to get used to saying that, and beyond is going to be about self-kindness going in or kindness going in, turning things on their head. And what I always say to my clients when I'm working with them and we start to explore new ideas and new thoughts that feel uncomfortable and unknown. And I always tell them, well, you know, the old way isn't going anywhere. Like if you want to go back to negative self-talk, it's not going anywhere. It's going to be there. And in fact, in a self-kindness practice, We know and we welcome and we set up ways to meet that negative self-talk when it comes up. Because it's going to come back. The old way is still well entrenched. And you are part of the new way. Self-kindness. So that's what I want to talk about today. First off, you know, I always want to say thanks for listening. And I... I want to ask, how are you? How's it going right now? Do 
you just take a moment to check in. Are you sitting right now? How and where do you hear my words? Where do you hear this floating voice? (laughs) This floating Pete Sibley voice. And just check in. That's how we begin self-kindness, just by noticing. That's what I want to talk about today. Inspired by the solstice, this idea of going in. Inspired by all of the, you know, uh, uh, Instagram posts out there about, like, accepting the darkness. And, you know, just inspired by that place. Can we just get still and go in? And we're going to do that today on this podcast. I want to keep it brief because it's a holiday podcast and I picture you sitting in front of that crackling fireplace or snuggled up on the couch uh, and just being in a place of feeling satisfied and content inside of you, regardless of what the outside world is doing. That's always a possibility. And I think that's going to be some of the new technology that we learn, that we're learning that our acceptance, our sufficiency, our um, sense of feeling safe and supported, it's an inner game. It's a thought game, really, because, you know, thoughts are cause and our feelings and subsequent actions are the effect. Okay, so let's get into it today. So I believe that you can change your life, that these ideas can change your life starting right now and going into 2021. That self-kindness as a living part of your life and my life, like it doesn't mean that we're going to sit back and we're just like groovy with everything that happens. It's the opposite. So today we're going to take a look at that. We're going to take a look at what does it mean to kind of live and dwell in some new thought space, maybe in the opposite, making things mean something completely different, a new experience from what you currently, quote unquote, know to be true. I feel 2020 was, that was its job, to evoke such a response that we had to take a look. We had to question. Whether you're a fan or not, I believe that was President Trump's job, to take a look, to rattle things, to stir things up, and to really get in touch with a feeling of uh, safety, security, all rightness, regardless of outside circumstances. So that's what self-kindness does, and it's why it's so powerful. Because it's working, it's like that new technology working on what we think and believe about ourselves creates our experience and what we live out of. The more self-kindness wakes up in my life doesn't mean the more things go 
you know, totally awesome and hunky-dory. What it does mean is I'm growing the capacity to understand and meet all of Pete as he shows up. So this week was a perfect example of that. Um, I love getting to do this podcast. I love getting to coach clients. I love stepping into a new space of who I see myself as and calling myself a life coach and specifically a kindness coach for adults. And that brings up old stories. It brings up the old thoughts. And we talked about that in past, uh, in the last podcast about how that is just Pete's brain being a human brain. What I learned about myself this week is that there are things in me that I want to be exempt from the human condition. And guess what, folks? This is not a shock to most of you because you're probably a little ahead of me, but I am a human. And I do have emotions. I do have feelings. And so... Self-kindness is not about making all of those feelings just feel fabulous all the time. I'm skipping along. Self-kindness is about learning and growing that capacity to meet life as 50-50. I love that. You know, that's borrowed, borrowed from incredible human being and uh, life coach Brooke Castillo who talks about this idea of life being 50-50. 50% of the time, it's working for us. It's doing and following just kind of how we expect it, and it feels good. And then 50% of the time, not so much. And really, it's not up to us when or which 50-50 is showing up. It's up to us to meet that and know that and be willing to step into that. So in my life, sometimes 50-50 happens daily, like it goes back and forth. Half the day I'm feeling good and half the day is uncomfortable. And am I willing to meet it? Am I willing to do my work to keep going, to keep trusting Pete? And sometimes it's like every other day. One day I might be like 90% floating and just doing great. And the next day it's like 90%. um, Like I just don't even want to get out of bed. I do. But, you know, I'm dragging all day or this like sense of, I don't know, fear, dread is just in the background all day. Or it could be week by week having a great week and then a week where everything it's like I'm looking up at the sky with my hands up like really this too so we're going to look at that today let's just get into that and that's why this podcast today is about processing emotions and for some of us it's really hard like some of us have made it to adulthood going the complete opposite way training ourselves to not feel the feelings like we just 
that's not part of our, you know, who we are, like how we make it through our lives. And some of us are really successful and we almost intentionally have developed how to not feel our feelings. So what I want us to do this last last couple weeks of 2020 is to stop being on autopilot. We're going to begin to see that it is safe and it's okay. And we're going to do that because, like I said, you know, some of us, like our way of being with emotions and our emotional body is really just, we're just able to, we were just are like surviving our emotions. And as human beings, as we wake up to being aware of and looking at and having emotions serve us and guide us, you know, that's just the beginning. Like, it's like, we're always able to, I don't know, up level is the right word, but deepen and grow and open our capacity. So once we get beyond just surviving our emotions, like that's like, that's just a beginning, just a place to start. So for the rest of the podcast, we're going to break down the ideas around processing our emotions. And how do you begin doing that right now, today? All right, so here's how. Number one, you give yourself the opportunity to feel what you're feeling right now. How many of us do that? How many of us allow that? We can actually be in charge of that. We can schedule that into our day. Maybe after a meeting, you can schedule five minutes to let yourself feel what just happened in the meeting. But right now, listening to this podcast, you can do that. What's the emotion that you're feeling? Or maybe, if you want to be intentional about it, you can look at a moment in your day when you were feeling a bit off, when you were feeling, uh, uh, you know, something that is different than maybe a good feeling that you're feeling right now. And just intentionally, can you give yourself the okay to feel what you're feeling? Like, what if it was just okay to feel uncomfortable? What if it is just okay to feel that pit in your stomach? This is big because, as I said, many of us as adults, even if we've already done this work, we are always a beginner at feeling our feelings. We can always still learn more. We can always still get more in touch of where is this feeling coming from? Where does it land in my body? So that first one, number one, giving yourself the opportunity to feel what you're feeling. And I can hear some of you saying, but Pete, my issue is I'm too emotional. Like I feel too many feelings. And I'm going to challenge you on that. Because I work with people who say they're too emotional and that's the problem. But what we find when we explore that with a self-kindness practice 
is that they're maybe too emotional, but they default to one emotion for every emotion. So as they start to feel emotion, they default to one maybe strong and intense, but one kind of quality of emotion. So for example, one person who claims that they're too emotional and they end up as an emotion comes up, whether it's frustration or feeling like disappointment or feeling criticized or rejected, uh, they immediately move to uh, like this self-sabotage, self-doubt, and over-emotional, and they begin to feel like they are just going to, you know, begin weeping, out of control weeping. And as we began to unpack that, what we were seeing is that actually their too emotional belief in themselves always led to one emotion, which was crying, which was uncontrollable sobbing. So our work has been, what if we open that a little bit? What if we allow some of those other emotions that that then trigger the sadness? What if it was okay to feel those emotions? And that might be anger. That might be feeling disappointed. That might be feeling frustrated. So I just wanted to take that little off uh, off shoot and, and share that with you. So if you're a person who thinks that you're too emotional, I would love for you to explore that. Is that really true? And are you just going to one emotion, which is maybe sadness? Okay, number two, and how do you begin right now, today? Be curious about where the sensation, the emotion, lives in your body. Yes, we are human beings, and we have kind of this dual existence. We have our mental realm that we live and dwell in, and we have this physical. We have the body. And get in touch with where the emotion lives. Grow that awareness. And in growing that awareness, you're growing your trust in you. You're growing your presence practice. You're allowing and accepting what's here already. So you feel that feeling, that pit in your stomach. What if you had to describe it to somebody who has never felt that emotion? So it could be like, hmm, I feel it in my chest. Okay, get even closer. Hmm. It's in the middle of my chest. And as I notice that, it's also in my shoulder. And as I take a look at that, I notice in my shoulder, it's warm. I would call it tight, but it's kind of round. It's a ball. So what I'm doing is I'm just being curious about the emotion. Number three, now we can begin to also open up to noticing what are you thinking 
What are you telling yourself? What are you making the feeling mean about you? Again, these feelings are just the beginning. They're the tip of the iceberg in a self-kindness practice that allows us to to open up and put some space around the autopilot. Once you've noticed what you're thinking, do your thought work. What is your practice to meet the thoughts in your mind? I love questioning my thoughts with, is it true? How do I react? Who would I be without it? And then turning it around. I also love the thought model about putting my feeling on the feeling line and my thought above that and then watching how my thoughts are creating my feelings and what actions I'm taking. So I get to begin to get in touch with cause and effect in my life. And I love adding a qualifier. That's something new that I am doing as well. Adding something like, I notice I'm thinking the thought blah, 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 blah. Because when I get in touch with my emotions and I see the thoughts that are there, the thoughts can be either self-talk, like I'm doing it wrong. You know, I need to figure something out. I don't know how to do this. Or it can be about outside things, like something bad's going to happen. And usually it's about needing a circumstance or a situation to be different. Like, I need my kids to be quiet and behave. Or I need more money. Or I need a healthier body. Or I need a clean kitchen. So adding the qualifier at the beginning of that, I notice I'm thinking the thought, I need the kids to behave, puts a little space around the isness of a thought. I notice I'm thinking the thought, I need a healthier body. I notice I'm thinking the thought, something bad is going to happen. So try that out with your thought that you find. And finally, number five. What if I was just open to feeling this feeling? What if it was just okay for me to feel uncomfortable? So I love that you would listen to this self-kindness podcast this week to give yourself the time to just sit and notice. Tell me how this practice works for you. You could DM me at selfkindnesswithpete or you can find me online at petesibley.com and get in touch or leave a comment and rate the show on the podcast here. All those links are in the show notes. But please, I invite you. Are you open to a new way? Are you open to kindness reflecting back to you? And I hope you have a beautiful, happy holiday if you're listening to this in real time or whatever time if you're listening to this after the fact. And leave you with this song of Anna Mines. I love you. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Hey, Self-Kindness with Pete listener, I see you. 
You know that more self-kindness would benefit your life, but you're not sure where to begin, or you're in a tough cycle right now, or maybe there's so many balls in the air you can't even see the sky. You've done this self-work thing in the past, but still don't feel like you're living it every day, living from a big, free, purposeful life. Then you gotta sign up for my self-kindness coaching. My kindness coaching is my monthly one-on-one coaching where I teach you the tools and methods I've used in my own life so that you will know how to bring peace of mind, lightness, a sense of control and contentment to your life. I would love to begin working with you. Go to PeteSibley.com coaching for a free consultation. What will I-